The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, broken in the bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad lot, bad do, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. Christina lives in Cali, near Lipstick City, in lovely Pharrell side. She's got a small problem. Let's look into her life. We're very concerned about her development. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like now I'm like all sore. <laughs> like it's- My name is Christina. I'm 21 and I live in Riverside, California. How is she? Christina is infinitely lovable. She's a person you gravitate towards. She's beautiful, she's outgoing, she's social, she laughs a lot. <laughs> Christina is gorgeous, smart. Oh, uh, there's a lot of things I love about Christina. She has a, a very good heart. This is Maya. We call her Maya Whitehead. <laughs> she's a fat dog, huh? Yes. Fat dog. I really am like a fun person. I just am like, like stuck in the darkness. I just need to like go out and have fun again and get back to normal. (laughs) I'm addicted to meth. The meth totally numbs me. The high is kind of like just up, like totally up, like you're totally awake and like you just feel good. Like it gives you confidence. So. Christina's been addicted for eight months. Christina smokes methamphetamine constantly. I hold on to my vibe. Yeah, I've built a relationship with my vibe. It's like the only constant in my life. She's taken high doses and it can cause convulsions and collapse and death. Christina also takes narcos throughout the whole day. <laughs> she gets very amped up with the meth and I think the narcos probably kind of mellow her out. Narcos make me feel like I'm hopeful. Okay. I can get things done. It's the best drug because it makes you feel the best. And bottom line is, is that it's a painkiller. You should never exceed eight pills in a day. Christina eats 50 pills a day of Narcos. (laughs) Whoa, that is hardcore, girlfriend. Christina appears to have fits of rage. God, dude. (laughs) Oh! The f*** with 
Christina on meth. She's very angry. Give me your phone. Don't give me your phone. Don't. Please see. I've seen bruises, numerous bruises on her mother from Christina hitting her. Christina's done quite a bit of damage to her mom's house. She's broken doors off, the hinges, dented up her car, broken tables and some furniture. Stupidest. Hit me, do it, I dare you, hit me, I dare you. I do have two completely different parts and sides to me. I have one side that's calm, and that side judges the Christina who's like dramatic, loud, <laughs> crazy. I don't have another ride. I don't have minutes on my phone. No one tells me Everybody keeps everything secret from me. What the Yeah, make a little smirk. It's just something about the pipe makes your brain totally lose it. Once you hit the pipe, you kind of go crazy. Police have been called to Christina's house eight times in the last month for various domestic disputes. Christina appears to have certain problems with paranoia. Who's that? I've really got some concerns about Christina losing her sanity because of the drug addiction. She's very paranoid. It's come to the point where she's living in fear every day. I feel like I'm gonna get kidnapped. I feel like something's going on, like secret stuff. There's just like always new, like people trying to hurt me or my family for money. She sees helicopters chasing her, following her. She's in danger, my mom's in danger, I'm in danger. It's funny. I think my drugs sometimes are being laced, yeah. They put LSD with mixing with my or something like that. That could explain a lot. People are definitely messing with me. Long-term Matthews could cause paranoia, hallucinations, and even delusions. Christina always needs cash. Mom, I need it. I need money. Okay, then I'll take your whole safe with me. How about that? And I'll break it open. Okay, I will. I don't really have money for drugs, to be honest with you. Um, I try to earn money for my parents. Christina steals the money from her mother. What? When her mother goes to sleep at night, she'll wake up in the morning and her money will be gone. Last year, she, she figured out a way to get into my bank accounts. Before I realized she was taking the money out, she probably got uh, close to $4,500 from me. Christina gets money for drugs by stealing, selling narcos, and she goes on runs for drug dealers. She's very creative. Christina appears to be doomed. I'm in a nightmare. She's in a survival mode at this point, just trying to survive to the next day, the next pipe load, or the next narco, or whatever. Come on. It breaks my heart to see her. She's circling the drain. She's She keeps on the road she is now. She's not going to make it. I can't stop doing drugs because they're the only thing that still gives me hope. It's a tragic story. Beautiful girl meets drugs. It didn't have to be this way. But it is that way. Let's look at her childhood, shall we? The day Christina was born, 
It was great. She was absolutely gorgeous. Her eyes were just this beautiful shade. It was like she looked right into your soul. I often wondered you know, who the father was because she's so pretty. Started walking at like eight months. She was all over the place. Just a wild child, just getting into everything. It's always a big smile on her face. Christina's mom really wanted desperately to be an ideal mom. At the time, Laura was very um, detail-oriented and always wanted everything to be perfect. She was very rigid. She allowed the stress to take a priority over everything else, and it just started to make her parenting skills deteriorate. Her mother started snorting math when Christina was a year old. This could be a sign of trouble to come, don't you think? So let's see what the mother has to say about her dealings with the drug. I'd be dead tired, you know? Get the kids to bed, make dinner, bath, and clean up that mess. And so, yeah, it'd be very tiring. That's what our method use was for, was just to stay up later, work harder, last longer. So. I can remember many times that I would go to bed and she would still be up partying with her friends and her drug connection. and. It didn't take a whole long time for things to go bad really quickly. The divorce was next, and then more problems. My dad left, my mom's drug use got worse. The house slowly turned into a flop house. People were always over there getting high. Christina didn't have a lot of attention. I remember my mom, she was like sleeping for like a whole like week right before Christmas and there was no presents under the tree. I went and like tried to wake her up, like, mommy, mommy, like, aren't you gonna go Christmas shopping or is Santa gonna get us gifts? And she told me like, there wasn't gonna be a Christmas. And I just remember being devastated. Christina got lost very early and kind of slipped through the cracks. Her mom just kind of failed Christina. She needed a normal, stable life. She didn't have that. I think Sean provided more consistency and stability for Christina than her mother did. I've always thought that I needed to protect my sister. No one else was there, really there to do it. I started sleeping in his room every night. And I remember sometimes him hugging me and holding me, telling me everything will be OK. He took care of me. Because the mother was a complete loser and left her daughter to flounder and do everything on her own. She didn't even let her have Christmas. She was evil and unholy, so the brother had to take care of the little girl. This story is not getting any better. At seven, Christina moved in with her father. Maybe thought everything was gonna be perfect and fine, which it still wasn't. Very early on, it felt like competition, like a battle for my dad's love and attention. I think my dad's always been pretty selfish. I think he put some girl or a date before, like, what's going on with my sister? I was going through all this, like, depression, and, like, I had nobody to turn to. When you have an absent father and a mother who's on drugs, that can be so damaging to a child. She really, truly 
had no support system. And at 14, Christina started drinking alcohol and smoking reefer every day. And once she started doing that, all hell broke loose. Just went crazy. <laughs> Instead of it being just like recreational or party, I was drinking to um, help me get through things. It was like a tool to mask or cope with my pain. At 17, she was using Narco. The Narcos made me feel better. Gave me hope. They're easy to get and they're around and they make you feel really good. I probably knew in the back of my mind that she was doing it, but I didn't want to think about it or, or really, you know, deal with it. Then pregnant at 18, 19, a son. When I had my son, it was the best day of my life. It truly was. He was so beautiful. He just looked up at me. He knew exactly who I was. I think Christina wanted something to love because she didn't feel loved. I was really happy because I loved my son's dad and it just felt really good to have a family. She had her own place. She had her, uh, her own job. She went to school still and was doing so much and trying to get somewhere. That's when my relationship with my mom started to grow. I stopped using for like a couple of years and just did it all. Once I heard that she had been clean, all the pain like went away. And it was like that wall that I had built up between her and I, um, it was like it was gone. <laughs> she let me babysit. It was a total joy for me, totally. It was so cute. Yeah, yeah, I love being a grandma. The only babysitter I trusted with my son was my mom because she was very loving. I told her, I'll be there for you, always. But it's funny. It looks like the mom was using meth again. And then the boyfriend left. It was just devastating. I couldn't work. I couldn't go to school. I would, oh, it kills me. I think that time for Christina was devastating. I mean, just another example in her life of somebody letting her down. Another incident to solidify the idea that I'm not worth much. Christina started smoking meth within eight months. Once I found that drug that completely numbed me, it was like heaven. Once I started smoking it, I never stopped. Seven months ago, she lost custody of her son to her son's father. I go. I didn't have fight in me. To... I had no fight left. Christina lost custody of because she gave up, like, you just killed yourself, Christina. You killed yourself there. She'll say, I'm a, I'm a bad mom. And I neglected my son for a drug. But she doesn't get that she did the same to me. So I felt really betrayed. I feel like she's turned her back on me. Everything had any meaning to her at all, she lost. She has nothing now. That's because of you, Mom. You've been a terrible mother. And you look like you smoked 500 million pounds of meth yourself with your face falling off of your face and you have no teeth. It's a disaster. This story keeps getting worse by the second. Christina's hearing things again, having paranoia moments. She thinks she's hearing her son crying for her help, but she hasn't seen him in a month. Is that my son? 
That sounds like my kid. What was that? What was that? Did you hear that? No. I didn't hear anything. Did you hear a baby cry? No. A scream? No. Did you hear it? The worst thing I've lost from my addiction is my son. And I just, it's kind of like my soul, my heart, like yearns for him. That is my son. That's my son. I'm sorry. That's my son. I don't care what you say. Come on, Mom. Come on. Come, come listen to it. I have to listen to it. That's my son. I know my kid. I know my own kid's See, the son lives with his father 10 miles away, and she thinks she hears him crying, except she's been smoking the glass D for over an hour, <laughs> and that's the problem. And her mother, and her sister, or whoever the hell the girl is that hangs out at their house, her aunt, they think she's absolutely lost her mind and gone bonkers because she has. Christina is concerned that someone is kidnapping her son. Your grandson is in danger. I've been saying that for the longest time. That someone was going to use him for a ransom. I've been. Oh Christina, God. stop. No, no one gives me any information, Mom. How am I not making sense? I know my sister misses her son. As a Bailey, she's been hallucinating a lot about the kid when she's high. She hears her son's cry. He's here somewhere. And it's just sad. <laughs> I want my son back. I want to, I want to make sure he's okay. <laughs> I know she thinks about him and she misses him. But she's not taking any of the steps to change that so she can be a better mom. I don't have anybody to listen to me or understand what I'm going through. I don't know what else to do. It's like I'm holding on by a thread and it's gonna tear. And I'm gonna fall and I'm never gonna be able to save my son. Here's an idea, Christina. Stop smoking the glass D. <laughs> She's got a crack pipe next to her at all times, as if it were a baby. She cradles the crack pipe all day and her little lighter, and she keeps lighting it and smoking it. And then she screams and yells at her mother and her aunt that her child has been kidnapped. She might want to put down the D and maybe go get some help because she's never going to see her son again. It's a tale. We've heard it before, and it leads to disaster and doom. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. 
I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Christina is about to get a bunch of people trying to help her to get her to go to rehab. But in the interim, she's convinced there's bugs crawling on her skin. I'm in pain. I'm in the lobby right now. It's hurting. I feel the little bugs. Like, you see them crawling. Like, you see them crawling. Like, the eggs are all over. Like, if I pop them, they'll just come out. See, it's kind of dark right there. If I pop that, that'd probably be one of the bugs. You see? What? Ew. She's been going to the hospital because she believes that she's got bugs crawling out of her zits. And she's just (laughs) determined that they're there. And the doctors have decided that she is completely delusional and sent her home packing. You want to see where it's coming out of? My feet. Nasty. I'm going to be humiliated. Okay, well, then stop laughing at you. Bob! Okay, well, Christina, I... Okay. Can you need a mom? I think the environment that Christina lives in is what helps her to remain an addict. It's easy for her to be accepted as that person. I think I'm going to sterilize it for her. Flora feeds on those hallucinations by arguing with Christine and her reactions to it just makes it worse. She's really sharp. You know, I don't you... care, Mom. What are you going to do that for? Because you're poking. You're making... Here... Mom! Here you go. Do you think I poked all these spots on my face? She feels so bad. I want her to feel better. It hurts me to watch her feel so horrible. I think that Laura's trying to make up for the mother that she wasn't by giving Seriously? Christina the attention when actually she shouldn't. Isn't that an option? Like, you mean, you rule what? that out? Like, and then what's, what? No, because, okay, no. You don't want to sock in your face. And why am I going to sit here and your mouth anymore? You're making sores all over your damn face. I can see you. Oh. Shut the f- up! You are so f- annoying! Bye. I really am so angry. Like, sometimes I've just been needing her to, to understand what I'm going through and understand what she did to me because it still hurts me. It's still bottled up. Laura has tried to be there for her, but I don't think Christina ever thinks it's enough. Laura can't fix it. Oh my God, see, this is when I get violent. This yep. is when I get violent. Oh, go ahead. Get on now. Going at Christina. Go party, Mom. Go do some drugs. Get the hell out of here. Stupid ass shit. I'll never respect you. Well, I'm going to ask you for respect. Good. Christina living with her mom at this point is a very volatile situation. Gee, do you think? All they do is fight and argue with one another and scream and yell and blame and point fingers. And Christina is oozing zits out of her face that she believes are filled with bugs. Christina is battling at home for her bottle of pills. No! No! Ah! Oh! Ah! 
Hey, stop it now, because you don't... You want to go to... I'm going to want to kill myself! Hey, relax. I want to f***ing you, This is insane. I'm not giving her pills if she threatened to kill herself. I'm not letting her take her out those pills to kill herself. If somebody doesn't help me, I'm gonna kill all you mother Give me the phone. I thought it's mom. Give me calls and you get the message to write. All right, bye. Sean is pretty much called into the picture when Christina is irate and when Sean's mom doesn't know what else to do. Hey, hey, hey put that knife down. Christina is threatening the family with a knife and is threatened to kill everyone in the house, including the television production team, which she's now brought into the equation. I'm talking about how to protect my sister. She's in so much pain right now and d doesn't know how to deal with it. I'm supposed to protect my sister. She's in my blood. She's not the closest thing to me. Check it out, bro. You better put it down right now. Hey. hey Drop it. Hey. Hey, homie. Put the knife down. Get out of here! No, this ain't your house, fool! Stop! I do see a side of Sean that I don't like when he's dealing with Christina. He just flips out. I know he feels like he should, you know, be there to try to help, but the reality is he's not helping. It's making it worse. Sean takes advantage of Christina with his size and strength and body slams her on her bed and sits on top of her and then says, who do you think you are? You cannot beat me. I am the undertaker. Christina's taken away and being held at a hospital for a 72-hour psych hold. That's exactly where she needs to be at this stage after threatening to slit her wrists, after taking a knife into the bedroom and locking the door and threatening to kill herself in front of her mother, who, of course, did meth for 30 years prior to Christina's problem. So she's a little bit of an enabler. Jeff is the interventionist, and he's there to save Christina, who's in a psych ward right now. But Laura wants to get her out, despite Jeff's orders to leave her there where she's safe and being watched, and they don't have to be concerned about her, and they could plan their strategy. Hello? I called Laura, and I told her not to pick Christina up and to let her sit there for the three days. This way, if she leaves her there, then we'll know where she is. She'll be safe, all those things, you know. We'll, we'll be able to do the intervention right when she gets out. Okay, I, I know you're you're talking. I'm 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 not, not going to follow your direction on that one. I'm going to pick her up. So, <laughs> Laura said that she was going to do it anyway, and she wasn't willing to follow what I said, and she thought I was meddling in her intervention. Like, real, I'm really really upset right now. I'm really upset right now. I was really looking forward to calling, seeing her. She, she do her making the call and, um, is not good. She's been making the calls and being trying to control the whole thing forever, and this is where it got us. You know, if you just look at her history with Christina, the result of what she does helps Christina stay sick. God, that's f***ed up. Why is that? <laughs> it's my daughter. Dang, I'm trying to raise your child. Tell me what to do all the time. 
Yes, Laura, everything you do is wrong because you're an idiot and also a moron. And you're the one that let, you know, Christina become this beast, this animal who's uncontrollable and running around the house with knives. You've used for 35 years and you continue to use. And your boyfriend or husband or whatever they call him, I think they call him Grizzly Adams. Grizzly's living there now too and putting up with it. You're all putting up with it. And you want to get her out of the hospital where she needs to be. She needs to be locked down because she's psychotic and dangerous. And Jeff does know what he's doing. You need to listen to Jeff because you know nothing. You're absolutely stupid at this point. So stupid Laura got out crazy psychopath Christina from the psychiatric hold and took her home after 24 hours instead of the 72-hour plan that was in place. She drove her home. The first thing she did was grab her crack pipe and start smoking meth. Second thing she did was have her mother hand her a couple of Norcos to ease her pain. So now she's on meth and pills and back to the cycle we go. Back to the cycle we go. And now it's time for the pre-intervention. The reason you do an intervention like what we're doing here is because you have somebody who is at point A, needs help, but won't get it. And we want to move her to point B, which is needs help and we'll get it. So that's all this is about. Everybody's trying to help her, good or bad, right or wrong, doesn't matter. Everybody's doing what they know what to do, including her. But it's not working, so we're going to try a different plan. All right, are we going to do it here or at your house? Is she likely to come over here? She's just very scared about going into anybody's car. I think it's the travel part of getting her here. It's going to be a problem. We can just go there then. All right, when we meet with her. Everything that comes out of her mouth except yes is noise. Charlie Brown's teacher. Okay. She can be as noisy as she wants, but it's just noise. We don't care. We've been there. We've tried it before. And it's not going her way, so she'll start getting irate. What's that called? Noise. We don't care. She gets to do that, but we don't care. It's just noise. Okay. Don't acknowledge her. No, the, uh, if no, she has a tantrum and gets up and starts storming around and swearing and blaming and whatever, don't engage it at all because then we're off on a different track. All right, now, Mom, this part is about you, your drug use. If that's an issue for you, I mean, go get help for Pete's sakes. She can't be coming back to a big party. Alrighty? Because you're still using Laura. So what, she's gonna go to rehab and get help and get clean for 30 to 60 to 90 and then come home and you're gonna be there cranking blasters of meth with your boy Grizzly Adams? It's unacceptable, Laura. It's time that you look in the mirror and see the problem that you've created. It's time for the double intervention. It's time for you both to go to rehab. Shake out. And Jeff is just not having it. He doesn't want to listen to Laura either. I'm a big bottom line guy. If she says, no, screw you, I'm not doing this, bring it. We need to bring it. My bottom line is gonna be you have to get out of my house. And that would be, she knows, she knows you're gonna get your line though. You don't believe her, mom. No. She's, you know, love her when I walk away. You have to be willing to say, you're leaving today. 
You're either leaving with Jeff or you're leaving. Which is it? This is not a bluff. has to make decisions. Is she willing to get help herself? Is she willing to kick Christina out of the crib for good and leave her on the streets? It's either go for help or go for gin. Go for gin! It's time to save Christina's life. And Jeff has brought cops because Christina's violent. And she loves to hurt people and to get in fist fights and knife fights and threaten to kill others unless she gets her crack pipe and her narcos. So they've brought massive security guys to handle the business at hand. Oh my God, great. Oh my God, are you serious? Hi. <laughs> oh no. You can do this, okay? We brought someone here to help you. I'm Jeff. Hi, Hi nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So, Christina, I have seen a whole lot of people that love you, but they feel like they're losing you. Mm -hmm. And they want to fight to get you back. So that's what this is. So you listen to them? Yeah. Okay. But I think that you need to hear from your brother. Both young, you always had the biggest smile. But things have changed. Look at Oh, man. You can do it, John. You lost your spark and your lust for life. You quit school. You gave up on... Your son. And think that he will be better without you. He will. I can't imagine how you feel. She feels nothing. Be the mom that I know you can be. I'm asking you today, will you get help? Still no answer. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Wait, she said yes. Yeah. I'm just really confused. Can I pack my stuff too, make sure I can take my stuff? Yep, you can. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Laura's so happy. Yesterday I was tense and chaos and not knowing how to make it to the next day, and I feel safe now. Oh, God, I hate coming off these pills. I'm getting stressed out and overwhelmed. Here we go. I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm getting really overwhelmed. She's changing her mind. She is, um, it's calm. It's Mom. Really, she's calling me. I'm tired. I need to smoke. I don't care what anybody says. I'm smoking. <laughs> I'm smoking. Where's my pipe? What? Oh. I have no idea, because I've not been here. I need to smoke because I'm tired. And I haven't smoked all day because I haven't had anything. Where's that? I don't know where your pipe is at, Christina. I'm getting overwhelmed, Mom. Help me. Oh God, can you help me out here? I can help you out. Where'd you put my stuff? I put the pipe in the trash. Well, I'm not going until I smoke, period. Okay, then we need so, to sit back down again. Okay, okay well, well yeah, here, because I'm not going. There you go. Christina's family threw out her meth pipe and is refusing to help to get her drugs. Mom! I'm getting really overwhelmed, you guys. Really, really overwhelmed because I'm tired. What's going on? I'm getting really overwhelmed. Tell I'm me. tired. I didn't smoke all day because I freaking didn't. Do you have your narco? Yeah, but that'll just make me fall asleep and I'm tired. Well, that's what happens when you're tired. 
It's okay. If, even if you sleep all the way there, let's just get I there. Don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay, I don't no, 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 no. Second, second guessing it. Well, it's already done. Well, it's not already done. I'm not gonna go on an eight-hour. Don't react so much to the noise. You don't have to do anything just because she's making noise. Christina won't go. A lot of opportunities out there to get into it with her. And the hardest part of this next period of time is not reacting to all the noise, but it's hard because that's what they're used to. Oh my God, all the way on a eight hour flight doing like this. I don't, I want to take a hit. Like I haven't smoked all day long. And like, I'm tired as I don't want to be tired like this. Come here. Ignore the noise. I don't care, I don't care. Everybody does it. I'm not exactly sure what to expect from Laura, but, um, Guess what to see? Mom, come on. Can you help me? Mom. I, I, I can't stand here the crying part. It's nothing to do with the dough. It has to do with you understanding what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with the dough. Mom. Laura is caving. Laura is ready to snap and help Christina once again score her crack pipe. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Christina's absolutely refusing now to go to treatment at all. Mom! Can you ever be a mom? You've done this to me and you've abandoned me every time I've needed your help. I need some I want to feel good. If I didn't have the training today, I'd probably be in there fighting and arguing. Like the interventionist said, uh, it's just noise. And we just got to let it blow over. I don't care. I don't care. I don't think she gets it that if she doesn't go, Mom is going to put her out, but and hit the fan. Mom doesn't fall through with her bottom line. Why can't my mom be here for me? I'll tell you why. Because no, it's because it's, it's because you you keep asking her to come towards you, and when she does, you slap her around and holler at her and and no. scream at her. Yeah, you do. 
You ask her to come close so you can be abusive toward her. Why would she do that? I'm amazed she's done it this long. Okay, I don't want to go then. I don't want to go. I'm not going on a plane for eight hours like this. All right. I don't want to face it. Sorry. I'll be right back. Originally, you were just here to make sure everybody's safe and everything goes smoothly, but now we have another situation. Now the game has changed. The game has changed because... Christina's mother has told Christina she can no longer stay at the house. So we know what's going to happen. Let's guess. A, Christina's going to freak. B, Christina's going to freak and threaten to kill everyone. C, Christina's going to freak, threaten to kill everyone, and actually kill everyone. (laughs) What I want to see is C. I want to see Christina freak out again and then threaten to kill everyone. And then I want to see her actually kill everyone, including the two cops that are there to save them from Christina. They're there for everyone's protection. Will they be able to succeed in controlling the violent and reprehensible and evil controlled by the devil? Christina and her crack pipe, which she can't find right now because it's missing. Because they've taken her crack pipe and they've hid it, thrown it into the garbage, or taken it away permanently. My guess is is that Jeff has it in his pocket. There is no way Jeff is going to allow Christina to smoke meth again. Jeff's goal is to get Christina into the car to take her to the Aeropuerte and then fly her to the rehab facility eight hours away. Christina's not interested in that plan. She's not interested in getting on a plane and flying eight hours and going into rehab for 30, 60 to 90, maybe longer, because Christina is insane and she doesn't listen to anyone and she throws little temper tantrums wherever she goes and she ends up getting her way because she screams for her mommy and then her drug-induced mommy falls for all of her BS and gives her what she wants. She gives her back her meth pipe and lets her smoke meth all day and eat narcos and be evil and unholy. Now the cops have taken over and they're going in to deal with crazy Christina, psycho Christina. And of course, they let loser Laura sit in the kitchen and observe the entire thing. She's very angry about what's happening to her daughter, but she's supposed to stay out of it. Remember, Laura, it's only noise. It's Christina putting on an act to get her way as usual because you're so soft and stupid. So the cops are taking over the situation at hand. So do you know who we are? No. You know why we're here? What, what cops? Yeah. Oh, God, I don't want to get in trouble with the cops. Come on, you guys. <laughs> you got a couple minutes here. You get on the plane, you're going to have your own private alert. Can I talk to my mom? Uh, at this point, you can't. I'm tired of it. You know, I've been oh here long God. enough. So. Mom, I swear to God, I'll never forgive you for this. I swear on everything I love. I'm going to be there for the end of Mom! Let's go. I'm not going. I didn't do it. I'm not going. I'm not not giving you a choice. You're out of office. Exactly. Just right now, it's jail or a van. Mom, can you be here for me? Hello? Unbelievable what's happening here. The tension is soaring and the cops have had enough. Your mom's not going to help you. Okay. I'm going, I swear to God, I'm not talking to any f- ever again. It's real s***. Real s***. Boom. I swear to God, mom. Sneaky ass f***. Don't ever f*** talk to me again. 
You're doing exactly what they asked you to do. Thank you. Oh, God. It's your fault. Oh, my God. I can't believe you went. My mom did really good on not buying into the She was able to pull herself out and uh, go back and just get away, and I'm really proud of her for that. I'm not proud of her. Not knowing how to be, like, everything my son needs. You don't have to be everything your son needs. All you have to be is a little more of what he needs to spend the love. Jeff is talking to Christina in the car ride to the airport where she's going to be put on a plane and sent away for help. The question begs, will Christina take advantage of the help that's afforded her? Will she learn anything in rehab and make it applicable in her daily life? Will they save her? Will they be able to get through to her and spark a new Christina to come out so that she can get clean and go back to her life in Riverside and go back to her mother and then start using again? Or how does this sound? Don't ever go near your loser mother again and maybe get your own place and get your life together and stay clean and go to meetings. And maybe, if you're lucky, get your son back that they took from you because you're such a wastehead and that you feel that bugs are crawling in your skin. This is problematic. Will you listen to anyone ever because you're so defiant and angry and violent and crazy and threatening people and swinging knives and such, putting on your little act? Is it going to work? Will they be able to turn her around, or is she doomed forever? So Christina arrives at the facility in Florida, right near the beach. They're waiting for her with open arms. Hi. Diane, I'm so glad you're glad to see you. My hopes are that I become healthy <laughs> and sober. Get my son. I love him very much. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get better. Three months later. Today I feel hopeful and I just feel like I have a new beginning to my life. I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be sober today. <laughs> Mentally, I'm in a whole nother place. When I was on drugs, I was literally psychotic every day. My emotions were insane. And a month after entering treatment, Christina was diagnosed as bipolar, which makes her very dangerous. One day, she's nice and calm, and the next day, she's evil and will take your head off and smash your face in with a hammer. <laughs> or she'll take a knife and plunge it into your chest. She's got multiple personalities. Nice one minute, evil the next. This is problematic. It's important that we hear from the doctors that have treated Christina from her chemical romance. Christina would attempt to relieve her symptoms of her bipolar disorder with meth. But Christina has learned that when she's on her bipolar meds and she is sober, that the chaos and the drama that she perpetrated during her addiction doesn't feel quite as good. This is my house. <laughs> This store actually has hinges on it, not like my mom's house. <laughs> yeah, look, it even closes. <laughs> I talk to my mom about once every two weeks. I love her very much, and um, she has a lot to learn, too. I just feel right now it's just the best to stay away and um, hope that she can deal with her and I deal with me and we'll be reunited. Here's my 12-step book. My lifesaver. I'm determined to stay sober. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep fighting this addiction until the end. I refuse to die this way. My son needs a mother, and I want to be there for my son. See, today was a great day. That's what I wrote for that day. <laughs> you look 
like a new woman. I am like a new woman. I love it. <laughs> it's a beautiful story. It's unbelievable. Anyway, after 97 days, Christina was kicked out of treatment for breaking rules because she's the devil. So I've seen the show a million times and you know what happens, right? They go in and they agree to do a documentary on the addicted person and they agree to be filmed and they come into your house and into your life and then they film you doing everything, including everything you do during the day, including all the drugs. So they actually film you using, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be an alcoholic. I've seen uh, chicks addicted to vaporizer, like, you know, the vape cans, vape sprays. I've seen everything, coke, weed, pills, heroin, you name it. Every addiction known to man. They find these people, they go in, they film them. And they allow them to film them, which is bad enough. Can you imagine being a freak junkie and you let people come into your house and film you doing drugs and being absolutely whacked, tweaking your brains out, tripping, paranoia, looking out windows, looking out shades, thinking there's green men out in the yard, thinking that there's helicopters flying over your house and feds coming down, like SWAT teams on ropes onto your roof and they're coming to get you and they're coming to take you away and you're letting people do this to you. They're actually filming you do this and act this way and behave this way and you're letting it happen. I mean, that's a problem in itself that these families let these cameras into their lives and show everything. And then they do the typical, she was such a good girl when she was born and he was such a good boy when he was a little boy and he was in his mother's arms. They always show the kid as a little teeny baby and then as a little child, then in preschool, then in grade school, then in junior high school, then in high school, they start talking about all the problems that they have. And then they tell you how they ended up this way. Then they tell you that they started using and destroying their lives. Then they show them going down a slippery slope. And then they show them using. Then they show them behaving poorly. Then they show them being violent. Then they show all of their relationships go down the drain. Their relationships with their family. Their relationships with their moms and dads. And then they blame the moms and dads for the behavior. Then they show the relationships with the sisters and brothers or just sister or just brother. And then they show that relationship going down the drain. And then they show the family not being able to deal with it. And they show all the drama around the family of trying to cope with the addict and their behavior and their violence and putting up with it. And just the constant cycle of torture and abuse. And it just goes around and around and around and around. And it drives you half nuts just even watching it. As you're watching it, you're losing your mind. So eventually as they're filming and you're watching all this chaos, they find a way to somehow bring in the person to save their life. They got to bring in the guy or the woman that's a specialist in dealing with this type of addiction and abuse and this behavior. And their goal is to get them to go to rehab. And then they either succeed or fail at getting them to agree to go to rehab. You saw the situation there with psychotic Christina. They should have made a movie about this chick. She was so nuts. But they finally convinced her to go to rehab. And what did she do? She said she would go. And then five minutes later, she refused to go because they wouldn't let her smoke her crack pipe before she left. She wanted to take a few hits off of her pipe before she agreed to get on an eight-hour flight. She just wasn't having it. 
So eventually they threatened her with the cop move and they weren't even cops. They were like fake cops. They were security guys and they conned her into believing that they were cops. And they said, we're going to take you to jail or you're getting in the van and you're going to the Aeropuerte and you're getting on that jumbo jet airliner and you're going to rehab. And eventually they scared her enough that she was paranoid and got into the van and went on to the airport, got on the plane and then flew to Florida and then they put her in rehab. She was there for three months and of course... Crazy Christina got a little bit anxious and started having problems with those at the facility. And then they had to boot her out. She was there for three months and seven days and then snapped. So they're not putting up with her shenanigans. They kicked her out. They said, you're going home. See you later. You're out of here. Bye. And what does that do? Well, that makes Christina angry. Nobody treats her that way after she just did a hard 90 or a hard 30 or 60, whatever it is. She's there. And what happens? She's just absolutely livid. So, of course, she goes back home. Guess who's waiting for her at home? Remember, she was uh, living in her apartment. She had a nice setup. Everything was good. She had a nice little room and she was going to meetings. Everything was good. But eventually when they kicked her out, she had to go back home. And guess who was waiting for her? Her drug-induced mother who always lets her have her way. And once again, what do you think happened? You think the mother said you can't live here and kicked her out on the streets? Or do you think she said, all right, I'll let you live here as you promise not to behave the way you did before. As long as you promise not to smack me around and threaten to kill me with a knife, I'll let you live here. So guess what happened? They let her live there. So what are the odds on Christina being successful and staying clean after being booted from the rehab and going back home to her drug-using mother? What do you think the odds are of her succeeding in her sobriety and chances of getting and staying clean and getting her kid back? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Christina ended up relapsing on meth and started smoking the glass D again. She fell into a deep hole. But her father, who had always enabled and ignored her and distanced himself from the situation, and her brother, who fought for her life and loved her and was there for her always, including when he was doing superplexes on her head and full body (laughs) slams and throwing her around the house and landing on top of her and bleeding from his forehead after she headbutted him and tried to stab him with the knife. They held their bottom lines. They wouldn't put up with her nonsense. And they forced her to get sober. And she did. Inexplicably, she was able, after relapsing, to go get sober again. And then eventually, she moved in with her father. And guess what happened a year later? Guess what happened a year later after she moved in with her father? A, she relapsed again. B, she relapsed and killed her father. C, she relapsed and killed her father and her brother. Or D, she had another son. The answer is D, she had another son. I still don't know if she got her first son back, but I know she had another son. So she must have been fooling around with somebody because she got pregnant and had another son. But at least she was sober. I'm just hoping that she gets her original son back, who seems to have faded from the story. We never knew what happened to the original baby, who they took from her. But we know she had another baby. Maybe she loves the second baby more than the first baby, because the first baby was involved in all of the meth smoking. We need her to get both of her children back on Team Christina, so that she can lead a good life with doors with hinges and love, instead of fighting and swinging knives at her family members and trying to kill everyone. 
We need her to have both sons and be a wonderful person and wonderful mother and a fine example in the community of success and fighting spirit to get through all of her problems and come through to the other side and see sunshine and beautiful weather and a nice breezy day. I wish her nothing but the best and good luck and I'm rooting for her forever. It's the FOTP pod. Check out who. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.